Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. It's time for this week's One Last Thing with co-host Slava Cooperstein. Slava, how are you doing? I mean, you know, what, what can you say after after what I think is probably the greatest bye week for the Ravens in, in all of history? I, 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 I think you'd have to do a lot of research to find one better than this. Um, so I feel great. How about you? So many positive things about how the Ravens came out of this, obviously, what they're looking like. I think it's uh, some of it manifests himself in a huge uptick in their chance to get the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, we'll talk through how some of that occurred, but we just were talking a little bit about the production meeting. One of the great things about this is, first of all, it's a bye week. And that's the, that's where the starting point, we, all, we get to watch these other teams beat each other up while the Ravens have a chance to get healthy themselves. A couple key injuries coming back in Matabike and Humphrey. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think you pointed out something that I thought it was just hilarious is that, you know, they all of these happened in different time slots. So mm-hmm. so you like I didn't even think about it. But, yeah, we got to watch game after game just, you know, go go our way. And, and they were actually like incidentally, they were very entertaining games as well. So, uh, you know, high drama that all ended in our favor um, over, over the course of the week. So, so let's start with that first game. And obviously the Ravens um, watching the Pittsburgh Steelers at home versus the 2-10 and 10 Arizona Cardinals. Uh, stumble around. Uh, Kenny Pickett uh, injured in the game. Mitch Trubisky came in. Um, you, you and I were talking a little bit about this, about just how much of an upgrade Trubisky, uh, and I'm sorry, Pickett is over Trubisky. I, I think the margin is actually relatively small relative to the other quarterbacks in the AFC. You know, obviously, yeah. Pickett's not among the great quarterbacks, so you know, losing him means means less to the Steelers. But that loss by the Steelers has got to be one of the worst in team history in terms of letting a team come into their house and beat the living snot out of them. Yeah, I, I, you know, I I'm not necessarily shocked that the Cardinals beat the Steelers. Um, I do think that. So first of all, you know, the, the, the Cardinals team that we played, right. Didn't have Kyler Murray. Who's, who's certainly an upgrade over, over Josh Dobbs, but you know, to do it in that fashion, I mean, the, the game didn't even seem like it's, it, you know, 24 to 10 didn't feel that close. You know, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it really was a, you know, like a 24 to three type of, you know, beat down. Um, and that, and that was pretty surprising given the Steelers ability to keep games close throughout the year has been their strength. Yeah, I'm looking for what the spread was on the game. Oh, wait, here's something. Yeah, the Steelers were six and a half point favorites. That's obviously a game you don't want to lose. Probably have pretty close to a 70% chance to win that game. If you do lose it, you better lose it close to a team like Arizona. And, and they were down 24-3 late um, and uh, yeah. uh, really did not look uh, particularly good in the game. They got 
beaten up on the ground, which is something we have not often seen in Pittsburgh Steelers history. Them get run over as effectively as they were in this game. And uh, uh, just a great one o'clock game as the appetizer to a fine couple of days of football. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think maybe the, um, you know, chickens have come come home to roost uh, at, at this point for, for, for the Steelers. Uh, a long season of just offensive inefficiency and impotence um, sort of, uh, you know, wears down defense over the course of the season. And, and, and maybe that's what we're seeing at this point. Go ahead. It's a great point about Pittsburgh is that, you know, they, they're playing with smoke and mirrors in terms of that seven and five record. Um, they've been outscored on the year by 37 points and they're seven and five. And that shouldn't happen, but they've, they've constantly been snatching, uh, victory from the jaws of defeat, right? That's the way it goes. Um, yeah. In the fourth quarter of these games, and uh, just remarkable in that respect. But this is, a, I think I think we're going to see the Steelers um, come back down to earth the rest of the way. I One of my significant hopes is that they don't have anything that they're playing for in week 18. And I think with the current situation, even with their easy schedule, they're going to have to um, play pretty well to be playing for something in week 18. Yeah, one one of the things that I think is kind of necessary to, to for us to discuss over the course of these games, you, you know, you, these games have resulted in some some serious injuries, and as as Ravens fans over the past couple of years, um, and also you know going back to twenty fifteen, I think with Joe Flacco mm-hmm. carrying his ACL, we've seen seasons derailed by uh, derailed by in, injury, um, in particular to the quarterback, and it it absolutely sucks, but uh, you know it's part of the game and it's part of uh, it's part of assessing what these teams' chances are going to be, um, and uh, and you know it's, it's a part of it. And so Kenny Pickett is uh, is going to be out for a few weeks. So they say he's going to come back, um, uh, you know, against us. But you know, who knows how effective he'll be? I think it was his thumb. Uh, actually, I did, I don't know. I thought it, I thought he was on his uh, on his ankle as well down by the goal line and having trouble getting up off the ground, but it might've been, it might've been an injury to another part of his body. Yeah. I'll, I'll check on that. Um, okay. Oh no, actually. Yeah. I, I don't know where I got. Yeah. His, uh, he had surgery today on his high ankle sprain. I don't know. So, somebody else must've had something uh, to uh, have under their thumb because I now it was, it was something this week, but you know, who, who knows? Uh, All right. Well, let's, let's move on to that four o'clock time slot where um, you know, the Cleveland Browns, as bad as they've been um, in, in some respects, it's offensively, you know, to, to, sure. we're, we're scary as hell coming into this week with Joe Flacco at quarterback. And to watch Joe Flacco take them down the field on that first drive really had me concerned about their ability to put together a legitimate playoff push. I mean, you know, the, the division is not locked up. Uh, for the Ravens at this point, in fact, uh, you know, the DeVoe playoff odds, and we'll talk about them a little later, have them at about a 10% chance still to lose the division. So uh, I, I was legitimately concerned over how efficient Flacco looked moving him down the field on that first drive. Yeah, I, I mean, the the Browns are one of these teams that they have a lot of pieces in place. And, you know, Joe is, is certainly a competent quarterback. Um, and I think that it was an enticing offer for him to come back and uh, and play for the Browns in particular because they've got a good offensive line, right? He's not going to be running for his life um, or anything like that. Um, and, you know, I mean, two touchdowns, one interception, pretty, pretty solid um, game. Look, looked good, good at times. Um, 
but obviously this is somebody who hasn't played uh, any football this year. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I think it is a tremendous, really tremendous for, for the Ravens that the, um, that the Rams uh, eked out this, well, not eked out. They, you know, the 36 to 19 is pretty solid, pretty solid win, but for a while it was pretty back and forth. Yep. Um, so, so it was, it was pr- pretty, pretty important to us that they dropped this one. Yeah, very nice to see Miles Garrett should get shut down and uh, not look like much in this game. I, I was a little surprised he was back. Uh, you know, his arm was in a sling the the, the previous week, but uh, yeah, he he didn't in this game. He he uh, he didn't have any tackles and he didn't have any uh, sacks. Obviously, um, I don't know how he did in terms of pressure, but there, there it wasn't a lot in terms of uh, him getting in on the quarterback. So uh, hopefully. You know, Garrett's a little bit less um, than the player he was early in the season because he certainly has, has been very dominant. So anyway, that takes us through that 4 o'clock game where we've got the win. And then you're thinking, well, I know I am. The worst we can do is what's happened so far, but we could get really greedy and hope the Packers can somehow beat the Chiefs at Lambeau Field in the night game. Yeah, to me, this is easily the most surprising um, victory. I thought that the Kansas City Chiefs matched up pretty well against the Packers just going into it, just because the Packers haven't shown too much offensively this year, at least in the games of theirs that you know that I've watched or incidentally followed some stats through you know you know playing fantasy or anything like that. You know, um, and Jordan Love looked probably the best that I've seen uh, him uh, this entire year. Looked pretty pretty competent and efficient uh, operating that offense, and you know the and talking about chickens coming home to roost. I mean the the Kansas City defense has been carrying that team all year. Uh, doesn't seem like Travis Kelsey's quite right, and you know their receiving core, Kansas City's receiving core from the beginning um, of the season was wasn't really scaring anybody, um, and he, even with Rashi Rice, you know, kind of emerging as a you know, somebody who you think, okay, this could be a player. It's very rare that a rookie receiver is going to have major impact on a team and rarer still that they're going to do a whole lot for you um, in the playoffs. And they have so much, so little around him. So, um, so this was, this was huge, particularly in terms of, uh, you know, the overall AFC seating. Mm-hmm. Love having a, a, a pretty darn good year overall this year, uh, like 25 and 13, you know, touchdowns and interceptions but he has a, his rating is right up there he's had a lot of 100 yard 100 uh, plus rating games uh he's got about 3500 yards right now too which i think puts him significantly ahead of jackson but i have to really look on that um but anyway it's it's a um he's he's um you know he's a better quarterback than i than i thought was going to happen right away in in uh in his first very significant playing time here um but anyway they they the packers played it tight the entire way. And um, even though they kind of let Kansas city hang in the game in some ways that were uncomfortable as a viewer, uh, you know, they came down with three chances to win on that last drive. They needed to get a stop. They needed to get a um, uh, two point conversion stop, or they needed to return fire and win it in, in regulation after the door in overtime, either one. And, uh, and they didn't need to go to number two or number three. They got the, the interception, right. Ended the end of that last drive for Kansas city. I, th- I think that's right. Um, um, you know, I'd, I'd have to look back at it, but but no, it, it was definitely a nail biter at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So uh, we move on to Monday then, and Jacksonville and Cincinnati. It's just, oh, we'd be so greedy of us to w- expect a win now or hope for a win even, you know. But uh, sure enough, you get the once you got three in the bag, you want four. You want a four-game sweep instead of a instead of a three-and-one record after that. And, and uh, uh, that Cincinnati performance was really something else, just setting aside the injury now to Lawrence, which is obviously it's horrible for the Jaguars. Uh, he may or may not be back in time for the playoffs. They probably, in my opinion, will not win the division now yeah. with Houston coming on. I mean, there's definitely a risk that that they lose it either to Houston or Indianapolis, um, which really that changes the AFC playoff picture a lot right there. Sure. Yeah. Big time. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Jake Browning was just unbelievable in terms of what he did on Monday night. I thought also the, the other guy really came on to have a fantastic game was Jamar Chase, who's uh, been up and down this year, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, the, it, it was definitely a vintage Jamar Chase performance. There was just a, there was a funny statistic about, like, um, you know, number of play like the list of players who have made 85% of their completions and, uh, you know, played, you know, made X number of throws um uh you know and it's it's a very very short list it's like drew Brees did it twice you know some of the other grades did it lamar did it against the colts you know in that game where he had that furious comeback uh and then you got jake browning in there um so um and you know and everybody was having their uh their fun uh talking about quarterback controversy in cincinnati but no i mean it was, it was a great performance by by jake browning um and uh you know not as you know i I think the big headline for Jacksonville coming out of the game isn't so much this loss as it is the uh, loss of Trevor Lawrence over the, over the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks, which you alluded to, because I think that's going to have a much bigger impact, you know, on, on, on everything else, because they, like you said, they've got Houston breathing down their necks. But um, I found myself watching that game and kind of being envious at how efficient and sort of uncomplicated the um, offensive performance was by the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, it, it's, it's funny, the two times they really screwed themselves out of, like, continued success on, on a drive or the, or like, two gadget plays, one of which resulted in a disastrous interception on a, on a pass by Tyler Boyd. Like, they single-handedly put the Jags back in the game um, on, on that trick play. And uh, kind of makes me wonder you know, whether the Ravens, uh, you know, are, are, you know, looking at that and maybe paying attention to it because I think the Ravens have some adjustments to do on offense. We, you know, we've been talking about it and you've been talking about it throughout, you know, the past couple of weeks, offensive lines, a problem, absence of Mark Andrews, a problem, you know, the Ravens really just need to kind of take stock of what they need to do to kind of have sustained success on drives, maybe not the most explosive offense, but a successful one that's converting on third down, converting on these key possessions. And one of the things, you know, looking at what's happening around the AFC North, but around the NFL in general, the, the Ravens need to make sure that they keep Lamar uninjured the rest of the season. It's just, it's the key to everything. If if Lamar is hurt, obviously it's, it's going to be bad. And unfortunately, with the tackle play, um, they've had to give their tackles a lot of help. It's it's been very necessary, um, and I think they've they've got to try and figure out if Ronnie Stanley can can get him to the finish line here. Um, I am really concerned, obviously, about his his play. Uh, we saw Walker Little basically get backed up into uh, Trevor Lawrence and basically end yeah. the Jaguar season in in a lot of ways. And and 
Santa gave up five and a half pressures that looked an awful lot like that one in this in this last game for the Ravens played against the Chargers. So, yeah, I I don't think the Ravens are out of the woods by in any stretch in terms of of Jackson's injury, and they and they face some tough pass rushing opponents that uh, that certainly are going to give Stanley some problems. I think down the stretch. Yeah, I mean earlier in 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 the week, you um you or one of your guests mentioned um you know uh, rolling pockets to the right. Yeah. Um, a little bit. I think that is definitely something that they need to they need to bring back just to kind of you know help help Ronnie in that way use um, Lamar's mobility in that way and also he's very dangerous when it comes to a rolling pocket and then seeing a lane and just taking off and going for it. Um, now that's I mean just like you said what happened to Trevor Lawrence? I mean literally we watched that same thing happen to Lamar on at least two plays this season and he miraculously uh, you know came away relatively unscathed. Yeah yeah uh, Lamar is certainly playing through some some nagging injuries right now so uh, uh, very big deal. Any concern over Cincinnati reemerging as a playoff threat? Not at this point. Um, I, you know, I just think the talent deficit on offense, in, in particular at the quarterback position, even even though Jake Browning played a great game, um, I, I I think it's just it's too great, and um, and you know their record is is what it is at this point. You know, I they, they pretty much have to run the table to even have a shot, um, and we you know the Ravens would have to lose quite a bit um, for for them to come into it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to lose the division. I mean, uh, you know, Cincinnati, a, a, a pretty darn good shot at a wild card right now. Sure. Um, would we rather have them in than Buffalo? I think my answer would be yes. One hundred percent. You, uh, even though Buffalo is having some troubles right now, having a guy like Josh Allen, having a guy like Diggs, those guys can go off on any particular game and just. I mean, your season can be over in, in a single play. You know, those guys are juggernauts. Um, you know, the Ravens know how to play the Bengals. Um, and, uh, you know, all, all, all due respect to the Jags, but we're not the Jags. You know, I, yeah. I, all right. Well, fair enough. And and that will be a, uh, uh, you know, an interesting uh, wild card race in the AFC. And I think the AFC South race just got a hell of a lot more interesting. The AFC West race remains uninteresting as does the AFC East race. I think Miami is, has gotten that much closer to, to wrapping that thing up for good, although Buffalo is still hanging in there. Um, but you know, one thing we want to talk about is what do the Ravens really need to do to get the one seed at this point? And you can look at multiple different sites, but if any site that doesn't have the Ravens to be the favorite to, to win the one seed right now is probably I, I want to inspect the model a little more closely. Yeah, I mean, I I always think back to like the... Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. you know, articles from the sun that would come out this time of year where, where, you know, they, they'd go to Ray Lewis for a quote and he'd say, you know, we're in control of our own destiny. And that's, you know, that's the, that's the best you can hope for. And, uh, and, you know, 
we are fortunately in that position despite having dropped uh, you know at least two games that we definitely shouldn't have um earlier in the season so um you know like i've said before happens to every team you know kansas city really shouldn't have dropped that game to the packers but they did and now we're in the driver's seat so you know it's still a tall order to win out but i think it's going to be a tall order for for everybody even though our schedule is the hardest right well that's and that's where we are right now i mean the old song you know a little help from our friend my friends uh every team in the afc except for the ravens needs a little help from their friends Uh, yeah and uh the ravens can win five out of five it's not a high percentage chance but with the injury to lawrence i'd put it at about eight percent uh, you know, it's a uh, if you if you just work out from the money line what those odds are on a per game basis, that's what I come out to. Um, it, and then that's not their most likely path by any stretch at all. Their most likely path is to win four out of five. Yeah. And then they have a lot of different ways they can get in that way. And I, let's just talk through that a little bit. Obviously, if they win all five, they got it. Um, if they win four out of five, they need a couple things to happen. They need wins to occur over Jacksonville and Miami. And I'm going to get to a second one where I don't think it really, they necessarily have to beat Jacksonville. They absolutely must beat Miami. Absolutely must win that game. That is the must win of must win games in the remainder of their schedule. That San Francisco game, a litmus test. I think we would agree. Absolutely. Yeah. The rest of the season, a litmus test. I think we would agree, but the, the, the San Francisco game is a game they can, they can afford to lose um, the Rams game. They can't really afford to lose it because it's one of their, their, their high probabilities to win. <laughs> right. But the, but uh, uh, the, the the San Francisco game on the road on Christmas night, that's about as hard as it gets. And uh, it will be a that'll be a very, a very tough win for them. Um, then we then we move on. And if, if as long as they beat the meet Miami and win four to five exactly, then all they need is one more loss by Kansas City. Now, a lot of people are saying ain't, ain't no way. Kansas City's losing one more game. Well, I'm telling you what, Kansas City's got five football games to play, and one of them's against Buffalo, even though it's at home. Uh, they are no kind of sure thing. And, and in fact, they're they're much more likely to lose one or more games than to run the table themselves. Yeah, I no, I agree. It's 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 very tough to win, you know, five games at you know in a row and run the table at this stage in the season particularly given that, you know, you know, so many teams are playing for their own, you know, own playoff seating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I do think that's, I, I think us winning four out of five is, is probably the most likely just looking at, you know, just looking at the games with the uh, probable loss coming at the 49ers. Right. All right. Well then the, the, the additional pickup, and it's just an extra permutation of this, but it's not insignificant in terms of percentage chance. If they can win the game at the 49ers, and there'll be a slight dog in that game, probably a 30% chance or 35% chance to win that game. But uh, then they could afford probably to lose the Jacksonville game. I don't think it's highly likely that they lose that, but I also think it's likely Jacksonville loses at least one other game, which is what it would then take to get the Ravens back to the number one seed. So um, that additional permutation is a is a nice advantage for this Ravens team to 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 get it going because the Jacksonville game is a road game, the Miami game is at home. Hopefully, it'll be some really lousy weather um, that will give Tua some trouble, um, and and the Ravens can uh, you know put out a a, a defensive effort that's uh, it's at uh, at or near the top tier that they've done this year to try and slow down that uh, Miami passing attack. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think we match up with Miami probably in in terms of the in terms of the way that we scheme our defense probably as good or better than any other team in the league mm-hmm. um, in terms of how we ta- really are taking away the deep ball. Um, you know, it it is you know t- tackling discipline and lane integrity are so so important um in this game in that game because of the speed that they're going to have coming out of the backfield and just and just knowing that it it is possible on any given play for Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to get behind a, you know a defender um and uh you know just being just being very aware of that i think i think honestly the game will be one or lost up front with us, with our ability to get pressure on uh, Tua. I think, you know, I don't think he's going to respond particularly well to that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's certainly a good possibility. If you look at who Miami has beaten and who they've lost to, um, their, their resume is not particularly impressive. They, they're like a, a college football team with a nine and three record that's, you know, beaten a bunch of uh, Sunbelt teams or, or, or lesser teams. Let's, I don't want to pick on any one conference, but that's a, that's a good example. If you're an SEC team and you, and you beat a lot of Sunbelt teams and they've lost, you know, some of the bigger games on their schedule to, to the tougher opponents. So Miami will have a, uh, will have their hands full with the Ravens, I believe. And the thing that I think is, is going to, bother Tua is him continually facing zone defense and eyes on the eyes on the football. I think in general that that should work well in terms of rallying to the ball and dealing with some of their speed, um, but it also should force the game underneath. And that's just not where Tua is necessarily comfortable. Uh, so his guys will have to make plays after they get the ball in their hands. I don't think they will try some, I don't doubt, but I don't think they're going to be um, uh, trying all game to throw the ball deep to Tyreek Hill. I just I don't see right. that as as being something you necessarily even try to do against the Ravens two deep looks. Yeah, I mean if he if he tries that more than a couple times, I think that he will um, we will reap the rewards. I'll put it that way. All right. Uh, it is not impossible that the Ravens can get in with three and two. By the way, uh, would, that would take quite a lot. Kansas City would have to lose two ball games. Um, they'd have to have the the division would not be secure in that case because uh, you know obviously you'd have to. Either the Browns or the uh, the Browns and the Steelers would each have to lose a game to make that happen. Uh, I guess if they beat both Jacks and Miami, they'd be in an excellent position. But Miami would have to lose another game as well. Uh, so it, it'd be tough to get in at three and two. But it, it could. It's possible they'd be three and one after these four games already have it locked up and um, decide they want to uh, bench some players for that final game against Pittsburgh would really be nice. And this is going to be what's big about that Christmas game is if they're in a position where beating San Francisco allows them to rest a lot of players in week 18 would be a very big benefit for the Ravens going into the playoffs. Huge. A- absolutely huge. And and just, you know, the Niners, I think, will test a lot of the um, a lot of the weaknesses that the Ravens are currently showing offensively, just you know, just with the how potent that pass rush is, and I think that you know they'll learn a lot about where they where they stand um, uh, in, in a lot of different ways. So um, you definitely want them to come out there and really you know kind of lay it all out there to to to, to show to, you know, let themselves know like, okay, where do we stand? Where do we need to get, you know, with these, with these playoffs looming? Um, so it'll, it'll certainly be an interesting game. Yeah. 
And we we remember in 2019 what you know the 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 litmus test it was that time to beat the 49ers 20 to 17 to basically put the game away with a six minute field goal drive at the yep. end, which was really impressive um, in in the rain. And uh, uh, it was one of that was really one of the highlights of that 2019 season. The game in Seattle was great. That game was great. Um, but but that was uh, at Miami, of course. But 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 and. The, the Rams, a lot of highlights that year, honestly. Yeah, but, yeah for sure. But the but the uh, the San Francisco game was one of the big ones in terms of of beating a really good football team. Uh, did what did I want to ask you? Because I had one more question about this, and I might have forgotten it. But uh, well, I got one for you. Um, in, in in the meantime, uh, which uh, which which of these AFC losses do you think is the the biggest for the Ravens? Well, I don't think there's any doubt about it. It's the Colts. I mean, that's a that's a game that. Uh, if they had it right now, they'd be in a better position in wild card tiebreakers, and so um, their their conference record would be good, and they'd be in a lot of good position to win some three way tiebreakers. Where they, as now they are not. Um, so anyway, the, the the Colts game, it, you know, obviously losing that game was was very costly. We knew it at the time, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, the Ravens uh, would certainly be in a position where. Uh, I think four and one would do it no matter what if they had beaten the Colts, and it might even be that they'd be in very good shape at three and two. They they need a Kansas City loss, obviously, but uh, but they'd be in, in good shape at three and two. And then how about the uh, which which loss this past weekend during the bye week? Do you think was the was the biggest for the Ravens? Ah, okay, the biggest for the Ravens. Yeah, I mean the the the, the biggest obstacle to them getting the one seed was the Kansas City Chiefs losing two football games the rest of the year, and they got one of them in Green Bay. I I can't. None of the others are above that. Cleveland and Pittsburgh. I I have some confidence that they were going to lose anyway, and I I Jacksonville at least the Ravens were going to be able to play them and beat them and put them in a big hole. Yep. Uh, and now you know that that is it's it's icing on the cake. Uh, there's so much icing on this cake; it's really hard to pick. <laughs> it might be more icing than cake. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, as a it, I, that's where I would go. How about you? Uh, no, I I agree completely. I mean, I do I do think the Browns losing is is significant. Um, in particular, if uh, you know Flacco turns out to be uh, something of a catalyst um, for the team, because they certainly did look better with him, um, you know, under center than any of the other remaining options. Um, well, and this sort of puts a nail in the coffin, I think, a little bit. One of the things that comes up, I remember my, my question is, do, do you abide any of the talk where the Ravens should not want the one seed because of the extra bye week and possible two weeks of buys if you're really talking about the Steelers? Now, this happened in 2019, and they played the Steelers in week 18, and they looked fantastic doing it, by the way, beating them up with Justice Hill and a bunch of backups with RG3 at quarterback sure. um, and, and Lamar Jackson taking off. Then they had a bye week, and then Lamar came back after two weeks off and uh, was not as good despite a, you know a, a, a impressive statistical game in some ways against uh, Tennessee. Well, I, I think there are a couple parts to this question. First of all, you always want the number one seed. You always want the bye. This is just like PTSD Ravens talk, you know, going back to uh, 2006 with us, you know, lose, losing to the Colts, you know, at home. That was as the two seed, but yes. Well, yeah, but I mean, just yeah. just having it. I agree on the bye. That was yeah. that was back when you had the two seed did get a bye week, right? Mm-hmm. And we were hosting, and then we lost, and they're like, and they're like, well, when we won the Super Bowl the first time, we did all the games on the road, and therefore mm-hmm. it's better. It's like, well, no, it's not better. It's just it's just they're you know 
there have been some unfortunate games in the Ravens history where it didn't pan out. Uh, so, so I completely disagree with that line of thinking. Number one, um, number two, I do think there's something to like having like two weeks of no football is not great. Um, but if you go back and w- watch that Tennessee game, it, you know, there are so many times where Lamar put the mon- uh, you know, the, the ball on the money and it was clanging off the hands of Mark Andrews and every other receiver. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and so so much went wrong in that game. It was just like a, you know, cavalcade of, of sadness. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so, so I, I do think that taking two weeks completely off is there, there might, there, there's probably a, a little bit of disruption uh, to the rhythm. Um, you know, I, I, what I probably would have done was split the difference a little bit um, and have Lamar play like the first quarter, uh, you know, of the, of the Steelers game, just to kind of like, mm-hmm. let's get our reps in or whatever, and then get him out of there. Um, Can you imagine the backlash if Lamar had gotten hurt in that first quarter against the Steelers? Can you yeah, imagine? Yeah. You know, fear of fear of failure is a, a good driver in preparation. It's not a good driver for your decision-making. You know, I, I think you, you, you try to make the best decision with the information that you have at hand, you know, you know, and, and, I mean, you know, J, I hate to bring up JK Dobbins horrible run of bad luck, but you know, he played in the preseason, got injured in the preseason. He didn't play in the next, you know, with the next time that he was available in the preseason, got injured that first game of that season. Mm-hmm. Injuries happen. It's part of the game. Um, and they and they can happen at any given time. You know, I, I don't think you need to court disaster, but there are if there is a benefit to be gained from, you know, choosing your course of action and you're not just playing just to be just to say that he, you know, you're trying to run up his number of consecutive starts or whatever, yeah. uh, you, you know, then then do what you think is the best. That would be my fear, of course, is that, you know, Jackson would – that would be my biggest fear would be that he gets injured. My, my, my injured. my second fear is your scripted plays are scripted to avoid that injury. And so you run, run, quick out pass, run, run, quick out pass, and, you know, you, you just – you don't have any uh, – you don't run your normal offense. So it's, you might as well have had a bye week anyway yeah. in, in, in terms of some of that stuff. And I, I just – I've seen the other quarterbacks do that. Peyton Manning one time when the Ravens really needed him to win a game in the final week of the season for the Ravens to potentially get in. Came in, took three snaps, handoff, handoff, short pass, and was out of there and and uh, and hit the bench because the, the Colts had wrapped up their seating. Uh, frustrating as hell, by the way, for that to happen. You know, but uh, uh, but it was what it was. And I, I will say this: there's there's a bunch of teams. Uh, well, let me let me give, I, I, I'll give this data point for starters. Is it's not all about the Ravens. So there's a whole lot of Ravens fans who are upset that the Ravens lost in 2019, and they want to you know project that out for the rest of eternity that the Ravens are never going to win a game when they have a bye. But take a look at the Chiefs on the other hand. So the Chiefs at home in their history are 11 and 10. When they're when they're at home with Mahomes, they're nine and two. On the road in the playoffs, which is where the Ravens would get them, they are two and nine in their history. And on the road with Mahomes, very important factor here, they are zero and zero. So Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. We know he's a he's a bitch to handle in Arrowhead. I mean, yeah. it just it, it it does not make any sense to inflict that upon yourself when whoever they get is going to be the lowest remaining seed. Yeah, that could be Buffalo playing them at home again in that in that um, 
uh, buy game. But I don't think you you can you can rely on that to be the the reason you got it because it also could be the Texans, it could be the Colts winning a playoff game, it could be you know Pittsburgh or Cleveland winning a playoff game because. Basically, I, the four teams I just named, the Colts, the Texans, the Steelers, um, and the um, and the Browns, three of those teams are likely to make it, unless Cincinnati yeah. takes a spot or Buffalo takes a spot. I mean, it's just it, the field of the AFC is not that good at the bottom. So, yeah. Uh, you 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 definitely I mean you you definitely want the opportunity to to host. You definitely want the I mean the Ravens could definitely use any kind of by week any kind of time to 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 rest i mean it's the one seed has never been more important than it is now and yeah. you know given that only one team is now getting a buy and this is exactly what the uh patriots entire operation was based on right like they said hmm. we need to we don't want to be playing wild card weekend yeah we 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 need to get that bye week because then you just got to win two games to make it to the dance you know, winning three in a row versus two in a row, big difference. We want to play at home in the New England weather against Peyton Manning rather than going to their place. It's just enormous freaking difference in, in the two places. You know, playing in a dome, Manning, obviously, it's not that Brady isn't a little bit better also, but Brady much more weather resistant than Manning in terms of playing outdoors uh, in his uh, career. Totally. All right. Outstanding. Always a, always a pleasure doing this show with you, Slava. Tell folks where they can talk football with you online. I'm on Twitter at Slava Cooperstein. That's S-L-A-V-A-K-U-P-E-R-S-T-E-I-N. All right, outstanding. Other folks out there who want to be on a film study short, hit me up. I still have time this bye week to record some shows. Uh, I'll get back to you right away. DMs are always open on Twitter, and uh, I'll talk to you about what kind of a kernel of an idea you have for a show, but anything you're passionate about. If you have a statistic you want to talk about, if you have an anomaly you want to talk about, if you have a scheme thing, if you want to have a franchise-building thing, all those are, are good topics. So for Slava Cooperstein, this is Ken McCusick saying goodbye. We'll talk to you next week on One Last Thing. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.